All right, here we go. We are live here, episode 45 of the Lucas Grandsire Podcast. I'm back. I would say we're back, but it's different guests every time. Before we get started, though, new YouTube channel, so please like, subscribe, comment, and all that good stuff. Let's get into it, man. We got UFC fighter, high-level bantamweight, Adrian Yanez joining us today. What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm doing great, man. Doing amazing. Uh, living life, loving life, and everything in the everything in the middle, man. Uh, I know you were helping out Al Jermaine at one point. Where, where are you at in the world, man? I mean, it, it must be traveling kind of all over the place with everything. Yeah, man, I, I've honestly just really been going back and forth uh, with uh, New York because, uh, man, it's been it, it my first time going. I love the experience. I love going over there and training with Sarah BJJ and uh, also the Sarah Long. The Sarah Long connection to me is just amazing. Like you got the best of both worlds. You got the MMA guy and like the the striker, and then also you got the jujitsu and uh, jujitsu guys and all that stuff. It's it's amazing. And then you're in New York, so rest you get wrestlers like a dime a dozen. So it's like. Yeah, like I loved the work every single every single time I went up there. So like it's been fun. Uh, but other than that, like I, you know, I haven't really gone to many other places. But I do plan on going back, going to Colorado, and uh, also going to Vegas. What was the Colorado thing? I know a lot of guys they like the the elevation, and I guess it helps their gas tank. Is that kind of what you're looking at? Yeah, just a little bit, or also just to get a little bit of new looks here and there. Because man, uh, uh, what I've been. Ex- what I what I experienced just within going to uh, just going to New York, just getting the different bodies and like the different like looks from different people has has been fun, and also just like the jiu-jitsu has been different. So I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, let me go do this. Let me go uh, get new looks from everybody because man, everybody has something to offer, whether you think they do or don't. You know, it's just been amazing. Like uh, Corey Sanhagen just came last week, and that was fun. That was fun itself just to see the difference in styles and all that stuff. So it's like, like, Oh, is this is amazing. Is it kind of weird for you? You're sort of surrounded by all these big time, you know, bantam weights. Like there has to be a small competitive side of you. That's like, I'm going to have to beat that guy's ass someday. Like, are, are you kind of thinking like that, man? Uh, I'm, 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 how can I say it? I've fought people I really liked before. Like my first amateur fight. Uh, like I had no idea who the guy was ended up having to rematch that guy. Uh, and Nico Echeverry and, like man, like by the second time I fought him, I was like we were, we were really really cool, like and like we almost trained together because like I, this this was in the time when I was looking for gyms and, uh, like his gym was like a place that I was gonna kind of go, but uh, no, like I, it, to me it just doesn't doesn't matter to me because I'm just like bro, like it's it's, you know it is what it is, you know you these these guys like if you get if I, if I get there before like their time's up then like hey it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna have to happen but. Uh, it's not really weird for me because I'm just like, bro, I get to learn because I get to learn a lot, you know, and the what you get in the actual like training sessions is not what you get in the actual cage because it's like there's a little bit more um for a little bit more of like, uh, like, how can I say it? a little bit more urgency to try to really take the guy's neck or take the guy's arms or t- try to put his lights out and all that stuff. So uh, to me, it, you know, it's, it's, it's also to kind of just like, man, it's co- competition. I like, man, I yeah. love it. So. I'm always trying to look to push myself any any other way, man. How was how it for you in New York? Because we see, I mean, I mean, we don't know them, but we see a little bit of the personality. And those New York guys, I mean, Ray Longo does this podcast with uh, Anik and Florian. And just getting 10 minutes of Ray Longo, it's incredible. Matt Sarah speaks for himself. I mean, he must be laughing all the time working in that gym. Oh, I absolutely love it. Like, all those guys themselves are just amazing. And it, I, I feel like I, every single time I went, it's just been like – 
it's been hilarious. I've had there's not one day where I went and I didn't laugh. I didn't have like a good time or anything like that. Cause like even though the training was super hard and it was hard, like and it was it was fun. Uh I had a great time just even just like like being there with the people, man. You had uh you had all these guys, man. I, <laughs> it's just so hilarious. And then uh uh Marab, Marab was actually one of those guys too. Like I didn't expect this from him. He was cracking jokes left and right. Yeah. And that that shit had me dying laughing, bro. It was, it was like one time where he, he he told me he told me a story about him being in a bar. And the girl thought he was Conor McGregor. <laughs> he just went along with it. So I was laughing my ass off. So yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I, I love, I, man, I just love New York, man. It was, it's been fun. Long Island, you know, I feel like if it wasn't so expensive, I'd probably move up there already. So are you looking to relocate? Is that kind of what you're doing by testing out the gyms or what's kind of the, the thinking behind everything? Uh, no, like I, I definitely love where I'm at. Uh, Houston is just more of a, it's kind of just more of a me just, like getting the different feels and different feels from everybody else, you know? So like at one point I was, I wanted to go to Thailand just to, just to go train over there, uh, just to move around with a couple of people and all that stuff and get a different look and a different training, different atmosphere. Also going to Brazil, uh, man, even just till recently, I wanted, I wanted to go to uh, like, well, once Izzy's camp and, and city kickboxing over there, just like blew up. I wanted to go train with them just cause like I saw their training, like saw and saw, I liked what I saw coming from them. I was like, I would want to go like see where their heads at and how they think about fighting. Cause every single time I, cause I went to California to train like early in my career, that was fun. And just getting to see the different mentality from different people and just seeing how they go about fighting itself was super cool to see, man. So it's like, to me, it was one of those, like, I want to learn and see what other people think about fighting. So it's not, not even just to relocate, but it's just like, just just to see how people think because i love my home base my home base is is always has always been great to me uh we train really really hard we got a lot of up-and-coming guys coming too so it's also kind of one of those that i get to go learn then bring it back help the guys back at home well the thing it shows you too is that you know not every fighter can just go to any gym right like if colby covington called literally any gym and said hey can i train get a fuck no every time so for you knowing that everybody's you know welcoming you in and stuff you get to work with even people in your own division like that must tell you like you're doing something right that you know nobody's telling you to fuck off. Oh yeah, no, I'm just not a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, just, I'm just not I'm just not an asshole, man. Like that's the thing. Like uh I would understand if I would go to Sean O'Malley's gym, they'd be like, No, you get the fuck out of here. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Well. But uh <laughs> no, uh everybody else, man, uh actually like I I kind of been wanting to go see uh go to Arizona and train uh over there at uh at Fight Ready over there with uh with uh oh yeah, so Hiro. Yeah, Mr. Hudo, uh, just 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 to get a couple looks, man, just to like just to see how they think again. Like it also, it all comes back to wanting to see how different people think about fighting, how they go about like the mentality change and all that stuff. Like I love like I love hearing about how people go about fighting uh, and just the different mentalities. Like that's why like every single time like like I hear like a fighter having an interview, like I go and want to hear it, see and hear what they're thinking. And, you know, just getting past some of the cookie cutter stuff that a lot of people just say the same thing all the time. Like, uh, you know, you try to read between the lines at a couple of things. But like, you know, in, in interviews, you get a lot of people that, be, that just start being like, yeah, no, he's a great fighter. He's this. He's that. You know, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> they just keep regurgitating the same thing yeah. that they tell like the 10 other guys that they're probably going to try to interview or they go up to the uh, press conference and all that stuff. They're just like. Yeah, you know, uh, he's a tough guy and all that stuff, but really what they want to say is something else, you know, so yeah. 100%. So 
I, I like to I like to see where people's minds are whenever they're about to go on there and fight. So that's that's also another thing because even just the training towards them and the mentality towards training, every approach is different. So I always want to try to see what I can take from them and add it back at home because even whenever I went to New York, I did take some of this. I did take some stuff that I liked and uh, took away some stuff I necessarily didn't feel fit my game. But I brought some a lot of good stuff back to for me to drill, for me to work on, for me to do uh, things that I would like to do, you know, and, and, and implement to my game. The, the crazy thing, you mentioned the fighter interviews. One, one thing you kind of learn from doing interviews is it sounds harsh, but a lot of people lie. Some people, they lie or they, they think like, oh, what if my opponent's watching? That's where you get, like you mentioned, it's a great fight. I'm looking forward to it. I match up well. It's like, yeah, no shit. So I always say, like, how do you like the matchup? And I always say, like, I know you're not going to tell me you hate the matchup. Like, that makes no sense. But I've had fighters where I'll interview them. They're like, I'm healthy, greatest camp ever. And they're nursing an injury and about to send a text to pull out of the fight. And you find out, like, 15 minutes later, like, we just did a whole interview on how great you feel. Like, what are you doing? So once you kind of learn that, then you sort of adjust your questions and realize, like, maybe some people you're going to have to trap them to maybe get something a little bit more honest. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of fighters that just, like, work through a whole bunch of injuries and just like, yeah, no. <laughs> Like I think the uh, I think one that was very telling was because uh, I was actually talking about Aljamain about it and uh, excuse me uh, I was talking to Aljamain about it because he was telling me about that Cody Stammen versus Rob fight yeah and they were he was in interviews doing like yeah no I talked to my training partners and they say they see something and all that stuff but uh, behind the scenes I think everybody was like even like someone like uh, Aljamain was just like bro like the fact that you're having to get people to tell you that this is a good fight for you like oh. you don't think you can go in there and just like like yeah no i, wow. I completely understand wow. like yeah like like bro like you had people telling you that this is a great fight for you you this is way but in reality whenever you they like, go back to the training sessions and go going with their training partners they all got kind of smashed you know but like no 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 shame in like how like if you had to take a fight or anything like that man yeah. like no shame but because cody stammen hasn't had said no to fight he could have he he could have said no to said they're going to met off, but he went out there and fought his ass off, and you know it, it, everything played the way it played out. But at the same time, like uh, you know, just some of these fighter interviews, you know, that you can tell who's who's trying to trying to push a narrative and who's trying to actually like kind of be like, uh, no, like, like no, like I like I like I really think I'm gonna beat this guy's ass. And there's some people who had to like force themselves to think they're gonna yeah. beat some guy's ass, like. And then also you can tell the guys who are just like, ah, you know, I don't really think so. Like, at least for me, like, I I feel like in a lot of my interviews, I I told people, like, uh, like honest opinion. Like, I think on me, whenever I fought uh, in the training camp for Randy Costa, I was like, I was very adamant. I was like, no, that first round is going to be, like, a super tough round. That first round is going to be a super tough round. I was even telling people, like, I think I do get a, a, round, uh, a finish in the second round. It's like, I want to put him out in the first, but I think it's going to come in the second. And like you can even like everybody can go back and listen to my interviews, and I was being a hundred percent honest about that. Like, and even with that Davy fight, it's like, yeah, I want to be the first guy to put him out. Like a hundred percent, I would want to, but I know that's going to be a dog fight to the very end. And I like to say that I'm like very honest in my interviews, you know. So uh, I know there's there's been there's been some times where I'm just like, you know, I'm not gonna tell him like I'm healthy. I'm just gonna yeah. try to skate around that. <laughs> you know, I'm a hundred percent gonna try to skate around that. The thing you mentioned, Aljamain. Aljamain is low key. He's a really smart guy. He's a tough interview. Aljamain is not an easy interview because you ask him a dumbass question, you're going to get called out on it. I interviewed him <laughs> a couple times earlier on when I was learning, and he hit me with some dry answers if the question was bad. And then at one point, I was like, Oh, so you separated from your management? 
he just goes on a tirade for 10 minutes right at the end. I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't realize this was the thing. But some yeah. people, I love I love sort of the challenge of this guy doesn't take any shit. Like Tanner Bozer, I talked to him yesterday. If you are not on your shit with Tanner, he will call you out. I was I was as ready as I could have been. Some people, <laughs> some people are tough, man. No, there's there's this weird thing where you know, like uh you'll say something, uh you'll say something algermain, he just kind of has like a little uh like he has like a little look that he'll give you. He just give you like a little sigh, like like, yeah, uh, <laughs> like yeah, you, you think so? Like, uh, and so a hundred percent, like I understand, like because I remember I told him something. He looked at me like I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, all right, guys. So uh, you know, there's a couple of things that he'll he'll side eye, but also like like if you if you like man, like I like I do like talking to Algermain, even just like in general, just because like man, there's a lot of things that he has to offer. Like he was, I was talking to him and we're just like, he was like, bro, like, cause I, cause I, cause I wanted to get into like something where I can start like investing in myself and start investing into like a lot of this, like, you know, cause I got to set myself up for after fight, after yeah. fighting, you know? And that's something that, that I a hundred percent like want to make sure that I do. And I remember I was talking to Algerman about it and Algerman was like, bro, I was like, well, cause I told him, I was like, man, I was like, I want to get into like buying houses, investing and just a lot of stuff. Like, cause I want to make sure that like whenever i retire i have something i have something i can do and i was like bro like i i'm barely like dude i just bought a house but i don't know how i'm gonna do it he's like bro you're already house hacking you're already doing this like you're already like you got your foot in the door like hey like trust me you're you're farther than what you think you are you already done it once you can do it again and you just keep keep doing it and he's he's put me on with a lot of investment stuff and making sure that like also putting in my head that i can do a lot of this stuff it's not as hard as people think it is but it will take some work so there's a hundred percent dude like, i got so much respect for aljo so that also just thinking about all that stuff that that's been pretty cool just to even like chat with him because there's some like you can try to have a conversation with uh like with some people but like you don't get the stuff that's like that'll get somebody's head ticking and yeah. one of those things like uh if you talk to aljermaine just probably about something out the blue you know, you'd probably be like, yeah, you know, if he's not into it, but like investing and doing all that stuff, like talking about future, he's like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll go on a tangent about it and he'll just talk for hours about it. So, uh, you know, just picking in the brain with some of that stuff has been pretty cool too. So, you know, you got to be able to know whenever you're talking to somebody, what points to hit with them so they can talk even further. Exactly. The, the thing about Aljamain, I think it's so unfair how much hate he gets. I mean, you see it all over social media and it's just like, I get that you're not happy that he's champion because the illegal stuff and everybody hates dqs no contests all that stuff but it's just so unfair how everybody's going after him every time he posts anything and i feel bad for him too because how do you not just chuck your phone on the wall and be like fuck social media fuck fans because <laughs> you know you look at you look at it and it's like what's the point like i almost don't even want to fight for you guys now since he's getting so much hate i mean i just it makes my blood boil honestly seeing all the crap he has to deal with oh no it's it's super shitty man just because he'll post something like that has nothing to do with like yeah. fighting and it's just like clown emojis this and just a whole bunch of bullshit and all that stuff and i started getting i remember he posted something i tagged and i just put a comment down and he's i started getting hate i was like what the fuck like are you fucking kidding me like what the fuck did i do what the fuck did i ever do it was like man just because i'm training with somebody y'all hate on me now i was like all right fuck off all right and uh but also that's a that's another thing where i like going and seeing like stuff that like Algerman because I, I know for a fact um I know for a fact if like I had put something up let's just say like uh an example like he'll be he'll have a picture with him and his fiance and like people are just talking shit on the post and yep. shit and that, that would I know for me that would actually make me be like like that would set me off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like that would set me off. Like coming into the personal, being the family and all that stuff. That would I would this is this is a big reason why I'd like I keep my personal life personal and all that stuff. I will like share stuff with people and like we'll share stuff, but I won't like post anything on social media. It's like because almost anything you put on social media is subject to slander, subject to yeah. people's opinions and everything. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'd just rather not just post anything about that and just keep that part of my life still kind of private like let's just say if you were to ask me about something about my family i would let let you know 100 like i would start i would let you know what's going on let you know like i'm the ass don't tell like if you don't if you don't ask me i won't tell you but if you ask me i will tell you you know so um that's how i look at it by just social media stuff like on social media i'm you're never gonna see me post like a whole bunch of stuff about like family ordeals or family stuff like i'm just not that i'm just not just not that guy well, it's like last week I made a video where, you know, everybody was wondering, how do you pronounce, you know, the French fighter, Manon Fioho, like there was all this, everybody's saying it differently. So I'm like, look, <laughs> I'm French. I know how to say it. Let me make a video. And I made it and it's, it took me hours, so much editing stuff. I put it up on social media. Then I put it up on Reddit because Reddit's good for views. Within five minutes, just everybody starts shitting on me, going in and stuff. And for a second, you're like, you know, I almost want to DM every single one of these guys and be like, if I ever see you at a UFC event. Bro, but but it just it's so hard not to be like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It's like look, it's, man, it's, it's a piece of me, kind of. It's it's super hard, and even people that are like uh that, like there was this one comment, dude. I remember comments, bro. <laughs> like I remember comments, and actually even to the point where I've screenshotted comments to be like after the fight, I, I want to send them a oh. message, be like fuck you, dude. Yeah, what's up? A, per- a personal one. Like there's a there's one that was uh. Someone commented on my on, on my photo and was like, "Davy's gonna knock you the fuck out" and all that stuff. I screenshot it. She was screenshotted on my phone, yeah. and I was like, "Just wait, just fucking wait." After the fight, I'm I'm about to talk so much mad shit, but after the fight, I'm just like, "Man, dude, I don't I don't care, bro. Like, I really don't yeah. I really don't give a shit." Like, but in the moment, whenever you're leading up to a fight, you got all these emotions. You got people who want to talk shit and all that stuff. So I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna like I'm gonna let that fucking guy know." And then right after the fight, like. Oh man, I'm so peaceful right now, man. I just went through a war. I just want to get something to eat. You know, I'm living life. I'm loving life and all that stuff. But no, uh, there's there's even ones like there's one uh, recently with uh, with whenever I was just Aljo was just like you put something up, you put something up, and it was like oh, I was the MMA uh, rule book for dummies and all that oh, yeah. stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. and I just put like laughing emojis, and this guy was like. I don't even like these type of comments. Like, man, Yana is like, I love you. You're a great fighter. You're this and that, man. But like, there's no reason you should be hanging out with this clown out. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I just put laughing emojis. I didn't need like a whole paragraph, right. like, to let you know, like, hey, to let me know that I don't need to be trained. I was like, bro, first off, fuck you. <laughs> you're not gonna help me train. Like, you don't. You like you yeah. help me train for shit. I'm like, no, fuck off, dude. <laughs> I don't know you. Ugh. I think the worst is, uh, did, wasn't there a picture of you and Aljamain sparring and then the whole internet like, oh, I thought your neck was hurt. I thought you oh, had a concussion. Bro. And you, people were giving it to you. Aljamain's like, who, who, what the fuck are you? Who, who, where the Twitter doctors come from? Oh, dude, that shit was so fucking stupid. And then there's, there's a guy, man, I'm actually, you know what? Fuck it. Like I had, like I had people text me about him and all that, all that shit. Like being like, don't like, bro, like you don't want to go head to head with that guy. And I was like, bro, like, I don't, I don't care about this bullshit, bro. I don't know. Yeah. There's that MMA Phil, MMA, like, Oh, Phil, the MMA dumbass. Yeah. yeah it filled MMA dude. But I literally like, uh, I literally got a text message from somebody who was like, bro, like, I, you know, like this guy, like he fucked with a lot of people and like he, he'll, he'll put his, uh, he'll put his hive on you and shit. And I'm like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Dude. <laughs> I don't care. Like he can do what he wants. And he, uh, uh, he, 
he like talks shit about the post. And I just remember, dude, because I have like I still have the messages on on Twitter. Like I didn't like I I opened them, but he's like uh he sent me like a whole like list of just apologizing. He just apologized, but at the end of it, he was like, but still fuck Aljo. Like at the end of it, he was still kind of like, Yeah, still fuck Aljo. And I'm like, well, I didn't even answer him back. Like I didn't have the like a part of me was just like, bro, like if you have this take, then I don't really care. I'm telling you. Yeah. I was like, like I'm absolutely telling you, he's like, bro, this that punch that you're talking about, that that punch that landed was not a hard punch. I was like, like because legitimately the way that sequence went was it looks like if you like that picture is super out of context. It's super out of context. Like, like the picture before, Aljo throwing a kick. And me, I checked that kick and I came back with the punch. And like it's like if you if you're coming back with the kick and you're already leaning back, like he's he was leaning back a bit and I threw the punch. I was like, and it just touched, like, dude, even just like hit here, like, dude, look, literally, I'm not hitting myself, but you can see the yeah. little like you can yeah, see yeah, the, exactly. the push, like, bro, like, that's what's going to happen. And people are just taking that little still shot of, like, his, like, my glove yeah. hitting his face. And he's, like, punched in. There. It was like, oh, I thought, like, Aljo's neck. I was like, no, bro, we weren't even sparring hard. We were we were moving around. I was like, bro, like, bro, fuck off. Like, all these guys, like, yeah. fuck off. And then I'm just like, bro, like, so you're going to tell the person, like, you're going to tell me how hard our sparring was. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like. You are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. you're like, oh no, you're going going out there going slobber knocking. I was like, no, bro. Like, I there's video fucking evidence. <laughs> like, do you right. want me yeah. to post that to you too? <laughs> like, no. Like, bro. Like, dude, you, you took that picture super out of context. So I was like, yeah, fuck those, fuck those type of guys, man. Because they they they'll take something and they'll run with it for a mile, and it's just so fucking stupid. I'm just like, bro. Like, hey, like, <laughs> there's there's nothing big about that. The thing about Twitter too, especially MMA Twitter, and I don't want to call anybody out because there are people I like that do it, and I just kind of look at it, it's like fuck. It's this sort of clout chasing. Any fighter, anyone posts something on social media, boom, I'm posting it. Here's my thoughts on it. Here, and it's like you know everything becomes a big deal, and the whole time we're like it's gossip. It's nothing. You know what I mean? It's just so much shit, and I look at it, and it's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I I agree a hundred percent. Like I I biggest reason why I don't like. I used to be like a lot more interactive with the Twitter people and a lot more interactive and all that stuff, but I kind of had to dial it back, especially with just a lot of things that just been on. I've been having to dial a lot of things back. And, uh, you know, this is another reason why I do the Twitch thing. So like people can actually see and talk to me and like, I can actually respond in real time and all that stuff. But like, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it gets, it gets a little crazy. It gets a little bit too much out there for me at times. And I'm just like, all right, look, it's like, let me just, let me just pull this back and let me just talk to the people and like, let it let it let let it just kind of sit i don't really say much you know so there's been a lot of times where i wanted to uh like uh tweet something but i was like nah people are gonna take that wrong yeah (laughs) we're gonna take that wrong so uh it's just kind of kind of stupid and like all that stuff like that happened like over too recently i was like i see like the whole mma world like they talk about like like the stupid stuff like soon as someone talks about like hey look Chris Rock, Will Smith, they got slapped and they just go through a whole thread. Like, there's a whole bunch of people talking shit. There's a whole bunch of people like, yeah, no, you should, you shouldn't. Like, bro, I'm like, hey, dude, it's just a slap, bro. Just move yeah. on, bro. It's just a slap. Just move on. And they talk so much shit. Like, oh, this person had this take on this shit. And they, like, they talk, they have this take. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, th- th- those takes, they're like, oh, all right, cool. Just just let it be, bro. It's like, there's, it was just a slap. I feel like being a fight fan has desensitized me to that. Because when I first saw the footage, I didn't know what it was. They're like, he hit him. So I'm like, oh, man, he's about to rock his shit. And he slapped him. I was like, oh, 
Yeah, okay, but it's like I'm used to watching people fall down foaming and accidentally moaning because they're out cold. And you know, Chris just ate that. That's the biggest. My biggest takeaway was like, man, he ate that shit. He put his hands behind his back, ate it, and kept going. I was more <laughs> impressed by that than the actual slap. I was like, man, that man is cold hearted. Oh, no, no, not my favorite ones. Like, I, it's not the MMA takes. It was the memes that came after it. Yeah, yeah those are my favorite. Like, you know, I, I like the takes. Like, man, dude, everybody's gonna have a take, and they're gonna have whatever they want. But, like, I enjoy, like, the memes that come out of that. Like, and then, uh, like, just like there was one where, uh, there was one where they did, they matched it up with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that had me dying laughing. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, there's there's funny stuff that comes out of it. And then also, too, it's just been amazing. There's one I saw where I was legitimately, like, I had to send it to people because it was that funny. It was one, it was like an Avengers one where he was like, you'll find that our will is better than yours and Will Smith comes and just smacks the shit out of Thanos. I'm like, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly, you know, rather than some of the cornier shit you tend to see. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Everyone's like, you know, if, it, if that was me, no, oh, that's yeah. the fucking, that's, that's my favorite one. If that was me, no, no. Yeah, you'd probably just stand there in shock. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like millions and millions of people, you're just like, what the fuck? Did that just really just happen? Like, no. Like a lot of people have this like uh this this uh sense about themselves that just they think they're they're this that guy. guy. <laughs> they're that guy. They think they're gently the one. Like I think uh I forgot I forgot what comedian had a take on it, but it's just like every time you walk out of like an action movie theater, you think you're like the main character of your, like of that. <laughs> so like, everybody walks yeah. out of uh, Fast and Furious thinking they're Vin Diesel every single time. <laughs> 100%. If you're not if you're not playing around, even if you don't have like a stick and you're just messing around to a family and then pretending yeah, to press buttons, you didn't really watch Fast and Furious. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. And but you know, you know, MMA Twitter like they it, it still has like it's there's still a lot of great things about it because like you get like if they hate you, you know they hate you, but also if they love you, you know they love you, you know, and uh, that's that's been the best part about it is like I know one day I might do something that they might not like and I know it's going to turn. But also, like, I've always been, like, that guy that knows that all these fans, they can be fickle at times. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's there's those guys that are for always going to stick stick uh, stick together. So it's, like, it's pretty cool. Like, I love it. I love it. I have a love-hate relationship with it because I, <laughs> I see the the hate that the other guys get. And I was like, they don't deserve that. They're like yeah. – they, like these guys don't deserve it. Like it, it sucks. It sucks because I'm just like you see, you see good people get shitted on. One hundred percent. I mean, it's like even myself as media. Like you hear fighters, they say like, "Oh, when I'm winning, everybody wants to talk to me. When I'm losing, blah blah." blah. And I'm always trying to find that balance between giving people their respect and their space because you know not everybody's trying to talk after a loss. While at the same time, like, look, I'm still here. I, you know, I'm not a fan because I, you know, I have to be professional, but I'm here. And you see that all the time where the you know fans and stuff like that, and just people being. You know, disrespectful people dropping out. That's a real thing. The whole you're hype, you lose one fight, and all of a sudden nobody's talking about you anymore. It's it's crazy seeing that. Oh no, a hundred percent. Like I, man, well I learned this super early because I had my. Uh, I remember I would on the regional scene. Like I didn't really travel on the regional scene to go to places to go. I had never like traveled out of state to go, to go fight. I was always in state, so I always had to sell tickets. So, as an amateur, like. I went six and zero as an amateur, and I was like selling like over hundreds of tickets at a time. Had the stands filled with my with my shirts and everything because I would also sell shirts. And turning pro, won my first pro fight. Like I sold over a hundred tickets, sold out all my tickets. And then the next fight, I lost. And I remember for that fight, I sold close to 
200 tickets at that time and for like some for for me at that time was just like holy shit like that was a lot after that fight i barely even i didn't even hit 100 and i just remember just being after that like just i just knew immediately after that i was like bro like that shit was that shit sucked like that shit absolutely sucked and i was like oh well happened again like i remember working my way up i fought on the bellator undercard with ken shamrock and hoist gracie sold close to 300 tickets for that fight and like that like also there was a mix of like me fighting on the biggest stage of my life at that time in my career and i sold close to 300 i remember getting a nice paycheck because like bella like i I guess for bellator at that time i was i was getting paid a commission to sell the tickets i remember just getting looking at my check hey i fucking worked my ass off for this check so that was nice but uh you know, seeing that and then going back to fight for for a legacy at that time, I fought Colin. I sold close to like a couple hundred, like to close to 200. And then the next fight fought Domingo, that next fight, and then lost that, lost the close split decision. Uh, Could have went my way, but people don't see it that way. They look yeah. at that as a loss. They're just like, oh, next fight. Barely had a hundred, like barely, barely got, barely touched a hundred. Like I was in the 90s. So I was like, oh no, like, I, I can definitely see how that went. And then even after after that, like, dude, I go on a streak, fight Miles Johns. Again, another split decision loss that could have went my way. Next fight. Man, I don't I think I barely I, I didn't even touch 70. Like that's how bad it was for me, man. That's how man. that's how it went. And uh the next fight did a little bit more. And then whenever I fought and fought for LFA, uh the first main first uh fight in the UC fight pass, uh I was just like, like especially since it was out of town, like, bro, this shit got me. How can I say it? It, it I didn't really like push to sell tickets that for that fight because I was just like, at that point in time, I was pretty much done because I was like, fuck these guys, like these 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 even like, like my local people were were fickle. So like I understood like man, the people love me like, kind of getting into the UCA like and seeing the like the fans and starting to see like the like. A little bit of push that I was getting, I was like, "Oh, you know, if one day there's gonna be one day, some something's gonna happen. They they're gonna look at what I do and they're not gonna like me, and fans are gonna go down. You know, right now I'm on the on the upward trend, so it's like that's that's pretty cool. But at the same time, I know all that shit can just fucking fall down. So like, it, I I really don't pay too close attention to it. So I'm like, bro, like, and I can just see it with fighters that dude even just take a big loss. This like my losses were super close, split decisions, and like I can just imagine, like someone getting knocked out, just having to wake up the next day and just start seeing memes of you just being knocked out. Like, bro, like it's it's bad. Like they even Photoshop you on other shit. Like, man, yeah. dude, they had the first. I remember my the first one that I seen was fucking Manny Pacquiao. Like whenever he got knocked oh, out, yeah, the right. like that was the yeah. Like, he's the base. He's now the base. Like people were like, oh, you want to see like you want to see a dead body? It was like Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Now it's like oh, it's like they have it as a whole sleepover, and they have like people who've been knocked out all over the all over and so i'm just like bro like bro, like these motherfuckers don't deserve these guys don't deserve yeah. it these fighters like they go out there and try to entertain you and yet you're gonna put them on a meme just talk shit about them and just say oh they're trash now they're super terrible they're 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 done all that shit and i was like bro no it's like they're they're human they have lives too so i feel like that meme culture in sports kind of ruins like you know back in the day you had these iconic moments and these big pictures and now today it's like you accidentally pick your nose or scratch your butt or, or, you know, you get knocked out and you're a meme now, like nothing, there's no respect for anything. I mean, 
Tyron Woodley loses to Jake Paul. I mean, you you knew that, you know, whatever is going to happen is going to happen because of that situation. But still, like, no respect for the fact that, you know, these two guys are out there boxing and stuff. It's just Tyron Woodley photoshopped and all these embarrassing things. And it's like, why, why would people want to put on a show for you if you're just going to turn it into a meme? Or why would anyone take risks if they know they're going to be photoshopped? Man, yeah, that's that's also another thing to add on to that too. But I feel like Tyron Woodley actually took that on the chin and was just like, yeah. bro, like, he's like, hey, look, whoever can do a best the best like <laughs> video edit, and he, he found a guy that did it really, really good. So like a hundred percent, like I, that's a way, that's a way to go about it too. But at the same time, like I look at it and I'm just like, bro, like, like, like don't don't feed don't feed the trolls because yeah. they'll 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 come after you and even like, bro, like you don't want to feed them because. At the end of the day, they'll, they'll kind of fuck you over. Like you yeah. might be, you might be good for one. Like you're good for five minutes, and the next thing you know, the, the next two hours you're getting shit on. So it's like, hey, just leave that alone. So how does that affect kind of your relationship with your fans? Because I mean, I, I assume with everything you said, there's a part of you that's like, do you love me because I'm winning, or are you still gonna be here if I lose? Like, does that kind of sour your relationship with fans? Uh, not necessarily. No, because uh, there's a lot of fans that actually like pour it out there. Like there's. There's a difference. I can I can tell the difference when people actually have actual love for me and then people who are like kind of like a like who are fickle, you know. Yeah. Like if if a Sean O'Malley fan page was like really like 100 percent like oh no Giannis Giannis is so good, but then I fight someone like I fight Sean O'Malley, they're like no nah, fuck Giannis, they're good, they're 100. <laughs> like dude, like it, it's same, but the same can be like placed everywhere else. Like with like if I were to fight like let's just say like uh, Ricky Simone or something like that, or like like their their fans would be like no fuck Giannis, he's like, but like a fight before, say if I wasn't fighting their favorite <laughs> fighter, they'd be like oh yeah no that guy's good, but there's a lot there's a lot of like uh. A lot of people were like, uh, like a good one, uh, Joey, Joey Procell. Like he's been a fan of mine since, uh, like Legacy. He wasn't even LFA yet. He's been a fan of me yeah. since Legacy, and I never met the guy. Uh, never met the guy, uh, and just like the fact that he kept up with my career for so long, I know he's not the guy that's gonna be like, no, like, no, like I'm not, like I'm not switching up on you or anything like that, like. To me, that's amazing. Like, and I love that. Like, I love that type of fan. Even someone like a like Frankie Candy. Like, his name's Cal. Uh, Frankie Candy. Like, he's one of my heart. He goes so hard on Twitter. I love it. Uh, but I know his like his like his love for like me as a fighter and all that stuff is real because I remember talking to him. Like, I've actually talked to him and like he's told me his whole story and just how he became a fan and everything and like even like to the point where he was like no like uh the front kick you know came from spider anderson silva and he's like bro andy he's like but i love the story about your dad because my dad's name was andy as well so he's like front kick andy he's like also it kind of goes in line with the front kick part too because anderson silva so andy he's like yeah no like it's like it all kind of correlates he's like no that's that's a big reason i was like i was like thank you man he's like such a great guy even he's you'd always like uh these past couple fights he's done uh the seven days of Yanez and shit. So like to me, I'm like, bro, like I love it. Like yeah. he pushes hard. So like I know there's people like that, and that are that are diehards, and like will always forever be like my fans and be someone like that. I'm like one of their favorite fighters, whether I, whether I win or lose. And you know, like also people can also tell whenever you're being genuine, and people whenever you're not being genuine. So uh, a lot of people usually stick by the genuine person. You can also tell whenever. 
like a fan if they're really with you or they're not, you know. So it's pretty cool. It is like to me, like I really love the genuine fan that just loves you as a fighter, or even just as a person. Because there's a lot of fighters who aren't that good, but they just love them as a person. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your relationship with the media. Cause, I mean, this is the place to talk about it because I'm always curious kind of what fighters think. I mean, I believe you have a PR guy now, right? So you don't really have to deal with as many requests. But uh, how, how is your, how would you put your relationship with the media? Like, is it good or are you getting to that point where it's like, will you stop asking me the same fucking questions every time? Man, I, you know, I don't I don't mind answering the same questions. Uh I don't mind answering the same questions at all, like especially because I still like I still feel very new, even though I've been doing interviews since uh, since LFA days and all that stuff. Like, but it was very seldom back in the day, like back in that time when LFA first got like made. I think I fought on LFA seven. I remember having to do the ramp up in media and all that stuff, and that one that started was like, all right, cool, everybody's asking. So I started trying to get like I I fell into the trap of like trying to say the same thing every single time. Oh, yeah. And then, like, giving the same blanket answers. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. And now it's just so – it's gotten so uh, so much that, like, everybody who asks me for an interview usually has to go through uh, Ed Cap. I'm like, bro, like, I don't set this – I don't set this up because I'm that guy that I have a hard time telling people no. Right. I, I'm, I've always been that guy that I – like, yeah, I was looking like, bro – like there's uh there's been a couple of times where like I uh, I should have said no but I didn't but also at the same time like you know what man like I don't mind it because like there's some people that are barely starting they're looking for the first like good one and I'm like all right well maybe I can be that one for them you know help them out because uh, you know if it wasn't for if it wasn't for like someone like James Lynch like I don't think yeah. not a lot of people would have been able to know of him because he was interviewing me back in like those LFA days and all that stuff. Even just like yourself, man, before I got to the UFC and all stuff, you gave me an interview too as well. So like, like there's a, there's, there's a lot of people who like helped like put me on a platform too. So I don't mind helping anybody else be on a platform, but the requests <laughs> yeah. have been coming yeah. so much. Yeah, man. Like I, there's a, there's like, I, I'll get a message. I had to go into the uh, request part of the, uh, yeah, uh, they have messages and most of them like every like every three there's a one hey just starting a podcast want to do an interview like man i don't want to tell them no but <laughs> yeah. like i'm just gonna act like i didn't read this <laughs> so yeah. uh but no uh it, it does get it does get a little bit too much at times and there's a, there's a point in time where you have to be like all right well these are my times that i'm gonna work with and these are the times that i'm only gonna be able to do this stuff and luckily like like it's it's all been said. Like I haven't had to ruin a training session for for an interview at all. Like I, there's been a point in time where I did have to rush home because like the training session went longer than expected. I'm like oh fuck, I've got to go, oh, wow. I got to go. But after that, man, like to me, it's it's still fun. Like 100. I haven't gotten to the point where people have just been like, oh, like asking me stupid questions. Like uh, that one guy that did to Conor McGregor is like, how would you fare in a fight with uh, Jesus? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you had to be like, bro, like, what the fuck kind of what, what the fuck kind of question is that, bro? Aren't you just like, you know, that shows, it's just, see, I haven't gotten there yet, so that that's the that's the best part about it, and everybody's still genuinely like excited to even just like just to even talk. So like, uh, my favorite my favorite is whenever just like just like now we're like we're talking and we're like like we're talking about a little bit more things than just fighting. It's a little yeah. bit more, so it's still fun. It's fun for me because it's it's fun. Yeah, I will I'll say, say it one more time. It's fine. <laughs> I will say this, man. Ed Cap, very good at what he does because he, he's the kind of guy, if you're on sort of his network, 
you know, a fighter barely barely got his hand raised, boom, text message. But I will say this because I didn't go through Ed Cap to get you on here, so I will say this in my defense. For what I'm one of the guys that Ed Cap doesn't like, doesn't talk to. So for Iridium guys, it's like I have to be one of those <laughs> request request guys. It's like, hey man, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? So, but I mean, for for a fighter though, I feel like a PR guy that knows your times and that can stay on top of that shit for you, as long as they're not mad at me, that's so valuable. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I, man, I, Ed Cap, like he's he's always been like. He's always let me be 100. I was like, bro, like this doesn't work out for me. But also, he also tells me all the time, he's like, bro, I love working with you. <laughs> he's like, I love working. With you. Like the whole my whole management team love working with me. Like, cause I'm not that hard. I think the only person that I give headaches to is probably Jacob Parker, because <laughs> oh. I needed like, cause I'm not very good at posting things on social media. He's like, oh, yeah. bro, he's like, bro, we got we sponsors, bro. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, hey, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. But talking to people, doing all this other stuff, doing interviews and doing podcasts, you know, to me is, is always fun just because, man, like, you know, just like now, like we're we're doing podcasts, like, bro, people are going to be like, oh, shit, like Adrian is actually like this type of guy. He's pretty cool. Like he's yeah, pretty he's cool. A regular guy. Yeah. He's just a regular guy. But doing social media posts to me, I'm just like, bro, I'm always like second guessing. I'm just like, man, I don't want to post this picture. And then all of a sudden, like people just look at it and like guy's kind of a douchebag like i think about it i'm like bro i don't want i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be that guy like flexing in front of the mirror like yeah. i i forced myself to post those i'm like man uh like i'll force myself and i'll like take a picture and a shirtless pic and I'm like <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to post it but you know i like i have to like yeah let me try it and try it and I'm like, all right cool all right i posted it and i had to forget about it yeah well, the tough thing to remember about social media is that you're doing it for your fans, like the Adrian Yanez fans that want to see what you're up to. And it's just the vocal ones are, of course, the ones like, wow, look at this guy flexing after doing push-ups. <laughs> and wow, that's a gym pump. Don't be fooled. Like it just, those are the ones talking, but that's not who you're posting it for. But it's tough to remember that. It's like, oh, that douchebag doesn't even follow me. Yeah, 100%. Like it's just, it, it does, it does make me, it does make me laugh a lot of times whenever I look at, uh, look at some people I, I just end up just looking at their profile pictures and see like oh. someone who's talking shit like it's like oh like i remember this one guy was talking shit uh to me like it was on dude it, it simple core like simple correlation i've been like i've been on algermain's post some guy just started talking shit to me and i was just like i looked at his profile picture i was like damn this <laughs> like this fucking guy this fucking guy has the nerve to talk about me and Ultraman. i was like bro has he looked in the mirror bro this one, i, I want to be but i ended up just not commenting but you know it is what it is the, the craziest thing to me so i'm 24 so I'm, obviously i'm a young guy and a lot of people i watch mma stuff for like 30 40 50 so i have to remember that sometimes but i've had like 40 year olds with pictures of their kids that you know who's this kid i hate him and i'll click on it i'm like bro you could be my dad and you want to talk shit about what I'm doing. Like, look at what you're doing, bro. You're watching my shit. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, no, on, on Facebook, on Facebook, there's like uh someone, someone had a page up and like, I was like, remember just look, it was, it was like a fighter, something, something with fighting in this. uh And I, for some reason, I just was like, ah, oh, let me look at it. And then we, I was like, man, let me look at the comments for a second. I looked at the comments. There's a couple guys who I looked at that. They're old. They're older. They're talking mad shit. Like, uh, actually, you know, what? it was actually, there was the, uh, they posted like it was out again it all kind of correlated back <laughs> always like yeah. always back to algerian and looking at the uh the uh peter yanni and it was like like bro some guys were like i would have got up in there real quick you know like bro no bro wait i look at his profile picture 
bald old guy. And I'm just like, bro, you would have had a heart attack. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about, bro? That's the craziest. The craziest thing is people, I think they don't realize how violent fighting is or even getting punched in the face or punching someone like they don't realize the true violence and the adrenaline. Because a lot of times you realize if you've never been in a fight, you're not controlling your movements. You're going off muscle memory and your brain's like, what the fuck is going on? And all these people like I would have ate that shit. I would have gotten right back up. You probably would have freaked out if you hadn't been knocked out, first of all. But people don't realize like you're not that guy. You don't have that violence in you. It goes back. It goes back to that Vin Diesel. Like everybody thinks they're Vin <laughs> Diesel after a Fast and Furious movie, bro. That's exactly what it is. They think they're Jet Li from the one, the Chosen One, or whatever. They think they're. They think that. Uh, they just, as soon as they watch that fucking Matrix movie, they're just like, "Oh no, I'm Neo. I'm the one. I'm I'm the sole one." Like no, bro. Like uh, I forgot. I think it was Uberfax that posted it. And they were just like, uh, people overestimate themselves by a thousand percent it's not it's not even just like uh it's not even just like uh like just like no like in the 50 percent. no they said it's a thousand percent you overestimate yourself a thousand percent coming out of a movie saying man i hope someone fucks with me i hope someone fucks with me i'll beat their ass and the next you know you're the one that's laying on the ground I had someone at school where, uh, you know, they were trying to, you know, people ask that question, how would you react? Someone was like, how would you react? Someone pulled a gun out on you. And one guy was like, you know, I would ask him politely, put that down. Let's talk about it. Another guy pulled out the Detroit self-defense. I grabbed the gun and stuff. And everybody's like, what would you do? I was like, bro, I'd probably freeze and think like, don't fucking shoot me. I was like, I, I ain't trying to be a badass out here. You pull out a gun, all of a sudden your brain's like, shit, I don't want to die. And you're not trying to think of Detroit self-defense. Like, let me oh, snap no. this guy's finger. No, man. I actually share uh, share one time where, like, uh, it was it was just uh, not a good night for me. It was not a good night for me. Like, I, we were walking away from the bar, and I had just got my car too. Like, I was like, we're driving, we're driving. I'm driving out, and then next, you know, someone throws something in my car, and uh, like, I meet like not my finest moment, but I pop that shit, in, I pop that shit and break on on park so fucking quick, and I jump out, and I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck? And I just start walking towards them. I, I know I should have thought something different because, like, I was in Houston. I was in Houston. I was like, bro, like, hey, like, bro, it's Houston. And I was like, I was in Midtown area, and I just remember just walking up to that guy, walking up to him. Like, I'm just like, bro, like, I had, like, in my mentality, I was like, I'm going to fuck you up because, like, <laughs> dude, bro, like, I just bought the car. I was like, bro, yeah. you throw something at it. I was like, I was just like, bro, like, I got mad. And the guy saw me, and he saw me walking towards him. He runs immediately to his car and like comes out and he has a gun pointed at me and i'm just like in, in like me not even thinking i'm just still walking towards the guy <laughs> like i'm like i didn't even like i didn't, it didn't even take a second for me to register it but like i saw the gun but i it didn't take took me like about for it took me like literally like probably like 15 seconds to 30 more seconds to even register they have a gun but the only reason why like i i saw him with the gun it was just kind of just like no, I'm just gonna go fuck you up. <laughs> that was like my <laughs> mindset. But luckily, like there was there was uh people that were that watched the whole thing go down that like grabbed me and they're like, bro, like no, like you know, bro. like like and the one thing that I vividly remember was it just like it was just like the group of Asian people that just grabbed me or just like it's not no bro, like <laughs> like go, it's it's okay, you can go like it's it's not it's not worth it. And I was like, I remember just looking and like it's like ooh, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> but uh got away like i I got in the car i was like i went home pissed off but i was like but once i thought about it in the morning i was like yeah i should have just fucking just should just kept driving but i mean yeah, did, you know. did you ever think like you almost died like there was a chance you could have died that night or gotten seriously injured 
Ah, uh, man, I think uh, it, honestly, to me, I'm just like, like, I really don't think about it. I really don't think about it. like, like I'm like, oh well, I could have got hurt, you know. But you know, you live and you learn, you know. And uh, went through that situation. All right, cool, you know. You know, it's another life lesson I can add add to it, you know. But couldn't could have just been like a life ender instead of a life lesson. So you know. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, cool, that happened. All right, cool, let's go. I'm living life, so uh, it is what it is. <laughs> but I think there's that part of you as a man too that's kind of like you think you about to do that shit to my car. And plus, yeah, like you're a fighter, you have hands. You know that it doesn't matter who steps up in front of you in the street, you're probably kicking their ass most of the time. So you're like, this guy's about to find out he fucked with the wrong guy. So as a man, like it yeah. must bother you, like you couldn't do something about it. There, yeah, that and that was also like, man, I'll probably say like I think I was like. 21 22 years old like i just like was in that area like like i'm still younger i'm still like i'm still young and dumb and all that stuff so it was like uh kind of did like did uh, excuse me like it did like had me like in the like my fake machismo shit and i'm like bro like i was still trying to prove something to myself at that time so i was like yeah whatever but you know it is what it is like now like <laughs> fuck okay <laughs> fuck, <that. laughs> fuck all right cool oh okay you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call somebody on. <laughs> like, yeah. Call the cops, bro. <laughs> fuck, fuck this. I don't want to. I don't want to get uh, caught up on caught up on anything. Because even if like let's just say you do something like uh, Jorge Masvidal did to Kobe Covington, bro. Like, dude, guys facing real jail time. You know, a lot of people are like, oh no, like I would have done this. And he's like, no, bro. Like, you had like as much as I want. Like, I hate this. Hate to say it because it's like a fucking real situation. I'm like, bro, like you did have 25 minutes to do something, but you did not. Like, you weren't able to do much. But I do get where he's coming from, sort of, at times. Like, people are like, oh, he's talking about his family and all stuff. You know, hey, what it is what it is. But, like, there's also smarter things to go about it because I'm just like, bro, like, what if that was – if that – if Kobe Covington, especially, like, them fighting at the steakhouse, like, dude, what if he has right there – he has a steak knife right on him. Like, turn around, <laughs> just fucking just, like, turn around. Like, he gets punched. His immediate thing was just to grab and stab whatever's behind him or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, what if the roles were reversed and, like, because Jorge Masvidal seems more, like, to be that guy, like, no. Like, I'm fucking taking whatever. I'm going to beat your ass and, like, <laughs> yeah. stab you. Like, dude, because sometimes – at that point, you're fighting for your life. And what if, like, if it was Colby Covington sucking up punching Jorge Mazda and Mazda just was grabbed the first thing in sight and just throw it and just chunked him, stab Colby? You know, like, bro, it would have been a different, would have yep. been a different situation. But, you know, Kobe is who he is. And he just was like, probably people just pulled them apart and all that shit and just let, didn't let it progress that far enough. So, I'm like, hey, like, so there's, there's a couple things you have to think about. But at the same time, you know, I'm just like, I'm not putting hands on anybody in the streets uh unless you hit unless you touch me first <laughs> well that's the thing too about living in america like i know when i was in france people were talking about times like they stepped up to someone in the car and tried to fight them and stuff like what about you i was like bro in america there's a good chance there's a gun in that glove box and the guy has a gun on him or bro. right there i was like you fuck with the end plus i lived in the south too so it's like you fuck with the wrong guy they probably have a gun and it's not it's not worth it Bro, no, you especially living in Texas, bro. <laughs> Texas is big, big gun guys, yeah. man, bro. Like, uh, I do, I do carry, I do carry. My brother carries, like, like my whole family, like a lot of my family does carry. So, like, part of me is just like, like, as much as I want to be like, hey, yeah, like, let's fight it out. I'm like, just stupid. I was like, dude, just like, <laughs> man, like, no, there's no reason. I'm just gonna show you gun. You'd be like, oh, okay, and then we walk away. I'm like, bro, like, this all it is. It's all it is now, man. I I don't want I don't want any confrontation. I hate confrontation. Like I'm just like, bro. Like I don't even want to do that. Like, I think the last time uh, 
the last time I actually, I actually punched somebody, but it's friend. It was a good friend. Okay. Really, really good friend. So I was like, no, there's nobody else is going to be able to get this off on me. But like, uh, I remember hitting him. Like we just had like a, like family argument and he pushed it too far for me at that point in time. And there's always, there was already, uh, uh, liquid alcohol like was in deep and trash bro like i literally iv worth like i like oh. instead of instead of uh like instead of like blood running through my veins it was alcohol right <laughs> that's how much we were drinking my friend just just got he just proposed and we we're just like all right cool like he just asked us to be his uh his groomsman we're just like yeah we're, being, we're gonna go get drunk and all that stuff we we're it was that it was that so we we're like we we're drinking the whole day and the next you know uh, this guy starts getting he starts getting mad and starts going on and he says some things and I just remember hitting him and like he fell and I just remember after that moment like once everything I kind of came to and just kind of realized what what had happened I was like I'm so happy it was a friend and not like just a random person because like because the way he fell he hit them he hit pretty hard he hit the cement pretty hard so I was like oh shit like. I realized what could have gone wrong. And I'm just like, I never want to do that again. So like confrontations or anything else like that. I'm just like, nah, I, I like, dude, I, I don't even like going, I really don't even like going out anymore, bro. Like, it's, it's one of those things for me. I was like, yeah, no, uh, I, I do love spending time with my family and all that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to risk that at any point in my time. Well, I feel like as a fighter too, like, you know, like, I mean, not only do you have the straps, like you're good, but you know, like you got those hands, man. Like, who, who's going to fuck with you, like, realistically? Who is going to give you a problem? Like, you know, you have that mental con. Like, I'm good. Like, I literally train for this shit. Oh, yeah. No, there's 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 been times where it was, like, it was my uh, it was my my brother-in-law's 21st birthday. And it was just, like, last year. And we're out there. We're, it was right after the Randy fight, too. So it was, like, I was getting getting a little bit, a little bit, a little bit tipsy and all that stuff. And just... This guy recognized me from uh, from fighting and all that stuff, and he's just like talking to me and talking to me and talking to me, talking my ear off. And then he's just like, "Oh, he starts asking me about fights and just starts being like, no, nah, you should fight this guy and you should fight that guy.' I'm like, bro, I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> just like, I don't want to talk about that. And he just, uh, he, I just remember, he, like, he was like, "Yeah, I train too." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool. Like, where are you training?" He started start talking a little bit more, and next thing you know, I was like, I was like, "Okay, like now." I could start here. I could start, even though I was a little bit like I was had the alcohol influence under me. Uh, I could hear the the change of him yeah. being like, no, like, 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 oh, do you like almost like to the point where like you think you can beat me up? And I'm like, yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah, I'm just like, bro, like, hey, bro, just <laughs> shut the fuck up right now. I don't, I don't want to do this. I like you. You might think you want to do this, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't myself. I don't just because I don't want to pay a hospital bill. I don't want to do this. Uh, yeah, so it's been a while since I've been out. So. Well, I feel like that's that's a lot of UFC fighters. Is people like you guys are the measuring say like if you can kick a UFC fighter's ass, which you can't by the way. Let's just throw that out there. But it's like <laughs> if I if I can whoop that guy's ass, and you see like the Matt Sarah right where he's on top of the dude just smacking him around, and he's like, oh, "Are you gonna keep going?" And he's almost crying like. You know, it's just Bro. crazy that people, they think, like, I'm going to challenge this dude that literally fights for a living so that I can prove I'm a man. Like, you can prove you can but break your jaw. My 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 uh, my uh favorite my favorites is whenever it's, like, these uh, bigger guys. It's the bigger guy that just automatically just starts going, like, like man, well, okay, well, do you think you beat me up? I'm like, oh, yes. bro. Bro, I'm just like, <laughs> and then the no answer is an answer to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I hate it. It's like, 
like it turns into like like hey bro you think you beat me up and i'm like and then they're just like oh well <laughs> that's a yes in my book and bro like let's start like oh bro it should get so mad annoying and i have like ah uh, like i'm just like i have no patience so i just like i'm just gonna walk away bro i'm just gonna walk away i gotta go i gotta go bro uh but you know that's but that's the best part about like uh about me and like hanging out with like my friends like like i have a close-knit like legitimate like the people who hang out if we go out it's just literally me my brother uh these other two friends who pretty much man i can call my brothers because we've been we've been with each other like we've been like friends since a long time since i was a teenager and like they know like they know by now it's like they they pretty much are just like one guy he'll be like he wants to fight the guy for me <laughs> and the other one's just like bro let's just go i'm like yeah you know let's do that let's just go so like they start feeling they they it's again like and it's also like we've also grown up and kind of matured that we're just like we don't even feel like going out anymore we're just like going back to the house barbecuing having a couple of anything and just watching fights and all that stuff and that's it you know so we used to be the big the guys that go out all the time but they're just now we kind of just tone that back and uh, especially with a lot of things going on. I think the last night we all went out, uh, we were we were bar hopping in St. Emmanuel's, like right around the uh, the the Toyota Center. And like literally when we ordered our Uber to go home, like we heard a couple gunshots go off. We're like, yep, that's the last yeah. time we're going out. That's the last time we're going out. So, you know, it's it's cool having some like good people around you too because i know if, i know for a fact if my friends were a little bit like a little bit more crazy i'd be i'd be out there with them oh that's the thing we had something like that and i was still in high school we went to uh i, I don't know if they have clubs i don't want to say like for kids but i guess for young people and uh you know i went over there with a bunch of my friends and stuff i you know just for context i was the only white guy and the reason i knew that is because a ton of people came up to me like hey you're the only white guy thanks I, you know i need to know that <laughs> and uh, everybody's like like listen you hear gunshots you hear fighting everybody's running to the parking lot and just run to the car and it's like we're not going to recruit people just know all of a sudden we see two guys scrapping we start running hear some gunshots same thing we all got in the same car there are people i didn't even know in the car i'm like fuck it we got to get out it didn't even matter no questions it was just we knew like it's going to be fun and then it's going to take a turn Oh yeah, no, that's that's a, absolutely how like I look at it now. It's like, no, if something starts going off, especially in Texas, like no, you yeah. got to get out of there. Like, don't don't <laughs> don't stick around. Just get out of there because man, she gets wild, man. She gets absolutely wild. You don't want to be a part of that. And uh, you know, just, and there's no. And also for me, I'm just like, there's no reason for it anymore. I'm like, there's no reason. Like, I'm not like I I, I chose this life of violence so I can <laughs> stay away from this other violence. That's fair. Before we wrap up, man, I think people do. I know you get these all the time on Instagram, but what's sort of, I don't want to say fight news, because if you had fight news, we'd know about it. What's kind of the update, though? Do you have an idea when you might return? Like, what's that kind of look like? Man, dude, I've been, we've been asking for weeks, man. We've been asking for, for a very long time for a fight. And uh, as of right now, uh, I, but I don't know how true this is because I've been I've been hearing this for the past couple of weeks. Like, yeah, we'll get back to you this week. We'll get back to you this week. But <laughs> hopefully this week is different. But I, I pray the same thing every week. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, I was hoping to be back in May, at the end of May, uh, June. But it looks like it might be like mid-June, if anything. But, uh, you know, I wanted I wanted, uh, wanted like I wanted to get to the people that were calling me out and, you know, uh, I think a couple of them are already booked, and I'm just all right, cool. Let's see what's going on right now. So, uh, right now, like I, 
I'm going to be 100% honest. I want to get the guy that first called me out. The first mm-hmm. ever called me out, and that's Nathan Manus. Oh, that's, that's, that's right. That's right. We've talked about that before. That's right. Yes. Yeah, he called me out. He called me out uh, after after my fight, after my debut. Uh, I think he I think he fought like Lucas Sanders, Luke Sanders and uh, called me out right after that. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Uh, but at the same time, I think I was already booked to fight Gustavo. And then he did interviews after saying that he wanted to fight me. And I'm like, oh, like I can't do anything. My hands are tied. I got yeah. a contract. I'm fighting Gustavo. And then after that, uh, after that, I was like, bro, all right, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm free. We're good to go. And next thing you know, uh, ended up getting booked with uh, Randy because, like, I think at the time that I wanted to fight Nathan. Nathan had a Nathan had a fight book, and I was like, I was like, what? like, well, come on, man, you know, like, yeah, bro, yeah. fuck it, it, what, it is what it is. And the next, you know, I fight Randy, and then I think I forgot what happened with him. I think he was injured for a long time. Then he just did an interview not too long ago where he was like, I didn't know if I come back, like, come back, I want the Adrian Yonis fight. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. You're you're free. I'm free. Let's let's book it. And then I think like talking because. Looking at the schedule, trying to see who's not booked up and all that stuff, and I think from the last I heard, he didn't have anything booked. But I'm like, bro, it's the perfect time. Might as well. Let's let's, let's do it. So, uh, knocking the first one off my list of people who called me out. So after that, you know, it's a whoever called me out, your name's on the list. I'm just trying to check these off, bro. Are, are you still trying for Sean O'Malley, or have you reached that point? It's like, fuck it. You know, I want that fight. It's just it's kind of out there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, there's, there's a lot of these fucking, <laughs> there's a lot of these guys that I just want to fight, bro. Those Sean Manley is definitely at the top of the list, it's just because I want, I want to get that fight. I want to make sure that I get paid too. So, like, cause I, and then even too, like, from what I heard, he's supposed, to, I, he's supposed to be being matched up with somebody soon. And like, for me, I'm just like, bro, all right, it's not, yeah, all right, <laughs> but uh, it is what it is, but. Like I just heard a couple of rumors, and I'm just—I don't want to spread the rumors, but you know, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so if, if y'all, if y'all, like, if y'all see it and y'all see the actual like who's who gets booked for that fight, just know I knew. <laughs> I'm about to ask you off camera. I'm about to write it down and ask you off camera, <laughs> off the record, because I'm curious. But listen, man, it's been an hour. I so appreciate your time, man. This was amazing. Uh, before we wrap up, though, you have social media you have um all this stuff you have the twitch and everything so if you want to plug your stuff where people can find you please now's the time oh man shoot okay well damn wasn't ready <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Go, well, uh, go to instagram instagram is adrian yana's 93 at twitter is at yana's mma and then facebook uh adrian yana's mma uh probably y'all can send me a friend request but i'm probably not going to answer it on facebook <laughs> be 100 percent honest i do have a i do have a website uh yana's mma.com uh follow me on twitch uh ninja yana's mma uh you know follow me there you know i i'm, I'm trying to get a schedule down where i can stream but it's still kind of hard with everything going on in life so like i'm streaming when i can right now just to i'm gonna give it i'm gonna get can really consistent here very very soon also, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on, man. This show was fun. I appreciate it, man. That, that's the goal. The podcast is like, forget the how do you feel about your opponents. Just let's get into some weird shit if we can. Let's see if we can't uh, do something a little bit different. So, Oh, so we're not going to talk about aliens? <laughs> <laughs> that's, up to you. that's up to you, man. You should have been like, you know, oh, and uh, this one time I got tried by an alien. Let's get into the weird shit. But that'll be one for next time, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% right, well, down. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. Whoever made it to the end, appreciate you because not everybody makes it to the end. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Adrian, thank you for the time, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Cool. Thank you.